Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, this is Ryan Fraser. This is Troy Daney. This is Gus Boyet. This is Don Hutchison. This is Jurgen Klopp, and you're listening to the big interview with Graham Hunter. Thank you, Jurgen. I travel to all these interviews from Barcelona, and our socios, our beloved members, keep us on the road. This independent podcast wouldn't happen without them. Please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter right now to join us, to become a socio and to get every interview we produce without adverts and before it goes out on the main feed, plus lots of bonus content, including the chance to put questions to our guests and to me via the monthly Q&A. So do please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter and join the club and get your family and friends to do so. Maybe even strangers in the street. Love you. Welcome back to part two of my big interview with the mighty Michael Laudrup. An elegant man, a wonderful footballer, and it turned out in part one, a superb storyteller. He thinks in completed paragraphs. He's interested in getting um, his ideas about the beauty of football across. He's brilliant on Pasquale Bruno and how he was going to kill him. Not Michael to Pasquale, the other way around. At any rate, I hope you enjoyed the first part of Michael's interview where he talked about his technique and made comparisons with other players that inspired him. If you haven't heard it, it's still there waiting for you, calling out to you. It needs you as much as you need it. Nevertheless, this is part two. And here, Michael talks about his experience as a coach, including a League Cup win with Swansea that you'll hear he values very highly. If it happens to be that Swansea is your team, then you're not going to be disappointed. Michael loves you just as much as you love him. I hope you're enjoying Michael Laudrup joining us in the big interview. If you are, please tell people. It was a special experience for me, given how highly I rate him. I see him intermittently. We've worked together intermittently. But to be able to talk football for that length of time with somebody who I genuinely admire, a player of real brilliance, who's willing to share all of this effectively with you. Listen. Not all footballers can talk about their skills like he can. So I'd better let Michael get on with it. This is part two of the big interview between Graham Hunter and Michael Laudrup.
the relief when you're in the final, that feeling, Wembley's to come. Was yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think that was incredible for the first time, a club at Wembley. But then after that, I said, it's incredible. What, what we have done? We beaten Chelsea in two legs. We, we, we won at Anfield. And now we play a final where everyone who's not a Swansea fan will be uh, will hope that Bradford is winning because everybody will be with the, with a with a small team which is which is logic so uh, i was i was a little uh, yeah concerned about that i said oh now we've done all this and then in the final we are huge but huge favorites to win we have to win otherwise people will say what how how is that possible the spoiler for everybody doesn't remember you did and well Yes, Manito. Yeah, yeah. Quite a common scoreline in, in in your life. The yeah, the five. five five nil. Yeah. In any of the fives, for Barca yeah. against Madrid, for Madrid against Barca, yeah. for Swansea. Did, did you? Were you ever one of those? Did you ever? Never, do never. I, I never. Do you like that? Even no, that? no, I don't like it. And and I don't like it because I don't want to be arrogant now. But I I've not been at that side in. But I have lost five nil. I think, uh, and I. I don't like it because it's humiliating to lose 5-0 of, of 6-0 or 6-1 or something like that. Uh, and I don't like it. Football, I like to win, but humiliate. It's like when you make, a, what you call it, through the legs. Uh, a tunnel a, here. A tunnel, is not yeah, yeah, yeah. I always, always used it like the croqueta to go past my opponent, never to make him look... Uh, to humiliate To humiliate, never, never. So I, I did not like uh, the 5-0 for what, for, for what it was. 2-1 for me has been, would be the same. Um, but of course, after the first one in, in, in Barcelona, 5-0, then 12, minutes, uh, 12 months later with, with Real Madrid, I could understand that the people, they did not ever think that it would be 5-0, but they said, now we have a chance because we have a good team. We have Barcelona is not that strong at the moment. They have problems. We have to beat them. And then we won uh, 5-0. And, and the only thing that I, a little funny, sweet story was when uh, some years later, I think it was 10 years later, I was, in, I think in 2008, it was when I was a manager for, for Getafe, I was in the airport, and, 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 and um, a man is coming with his son. I think he was more or less 10, 10 years old. That means that he was born more or less when I left football. And uh, his father said, oh, can I take a picture with my son? Said, of course you can. And he said to his son, oh, this, this, player, this uh, person, he was, a, he was a very good football player. And then the, the son is looking at his dad, and he said, think of that or think of that. Five nil, five nil, you know. That was the only thing he said, that 5-0, 5-0. And we were laughing all that because... Um, but this is again, uh, uh, um, you talk about before, you said the Danes, you said with Alan Simonsen maybe. This is also a thing sometimes, I think it's, it's, it's different from the north, maybe from Scandinavia to the south of Europe or South America, that not only footballers, but people in general that has been something, done something very uh, great. Um, sometimes we, we, we could should remember a little more those who made uh, the difference also 20, 30, 40 years ago uh, unknown people played in Italy 
uh, they're not here anymore, but they played in Italy uh, uh, in the 60s. And even when they were 75 years old, coming back to, to Italy, people, ah, how are you, and all that. Even younger, younger persons, you know. And that, I think it's great, and I, I repeat, not only for footballers or for, or for sports persons in general, also for others that remember people who've, done, who've been doing a difference at, the, at their moment, uh, even if it was 50 years ago. I, th- I think sometimes we are not so good at that in, in, in Scandinavia. We live in, okay, we have to live in the, in, in the present, but sometimes living in the present is not forgetting the past. Uh, I think that's also important. So showing, showing a, a curiosity for what went before you so that you can learn? Yeah, but now, and also I'm thinking about respect. now because I'm explaining this with... with, uh, with 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 the father with his son, uh, I know there's YouTube and everybody can go in. But sometimes it's also from from grandfather to son, or from grandfather to 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 his grandchild, uh, uh, stories about him or her or that or them. Uh, so so they can also learn because we. Otherwise, uh, I mean, it's important. It's. Uh, we have to live in the present, but but even for for, for young, youngsters who, who likes football now, I think it's important that they also hear a little. How was Maradona? I mean, when 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 hear us talk about Maradona or Pelé or Zico, or Pelé is a little low for me, but I don't I haven't seen him. But Zico and a lot of players uh, from from the seventies and that. Of course, if you're 25 years old or 30 years old, you don't you don't know. You haven't seen them because you said it in the beginning of the interview. I mean, we did not in the 70s, even in the beginning of the 80s, we did not see a lot of football on on the telly. Today, we can see uh, three games every day, uh, seven almost six or seven days a week. It's different. At that time, it was only finals and and World Cups and European Championship, nothing else. Yeah. And and on Saturdays, uh, uh, one game from England. Yeah. One game. You're preaching my language because <clears throat> my father, who I just spent some time with, who sadly at the moment has, well, at the moment he has Alzheimer's and, and dementia. So in, in a five-minute spell, we can have the same conversation five times. Yeah, yeah. But if I take him back to his childhood, or for example, if I begin to talk about football, or if we still watch football together, he's the same man as I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And he taught me, two guys maybe you, you I've never heard of, but... When I was growing up, he talked to me about a guy called John White. He was a Scottish player, played for Spurs, won the double with Spurs in the 60s, was golfing in London in the 60s and was hit by lightning and killed. But he was a, he was a even before the lightning incident, he was kind of called the ghost because he could arrive in positions where nobody knew how he got there. And maybe my dad said this could have been one of the great he was Dalglish-like, but he died young, etc. And he told me about a guy called Charlie Cook, a winger who played with Chelsea and won the Cup Winners' Cup with Chelsea, but played for Aberdeen. And these two guys, I never saw them play, but my dad infused me with a love of the story and oral storytelling, which is part of the reason we're here. Oral sto- storytelling and passing description on, not just YouTube, is big for me for respect, for discovering, for opening people's minds. We often hope from these interviews people go away and go, I want to find out about that guy. Maybe somebody says here, I heard the name Elkiar, I'm going to find out about, etc. So that's that's beautiful, but... With the, guy. Uh, the problem with the, with the players back or, or, or people back from from uh, from the sixties or seventies that the internet was not there, no. so 
it will be easier for for nowadays and in 20 and in 30 years because the technology will just yeah go on and on and on so of course we are limited a little when we're talking about uh, people from from there's the power from, of words but that's the, what but words that's can do. why is the power of words is so important because it's it's not to to say oh we have to argue who was the best uh, golfer or, or football player or, or whatever it is no it's this is not the question it's about yeah but you have to this guy he's very good but there was this one and that one and this one and then it's it's yeah it's it's a word so you also the, the from generation to generation you hear about people uh, who was something special 30, 40, 50 years ago uh, to learn. I think that's important. And again, I repeat, it's not only about football. This, I, we could take a lot of things here. Toga. It's, it's about everything because in every field you have people who had made a difference at their time. Show them respect and, and try exactly, to learn. Exactly, and try to learn. That's the, the two things. Huh? I wasn't going to do this, um, but before we close, um, and, and we're not going to, but you said we could talk about Johan for an hour or a day, and if you gave me the permission, I would. So one day, please, are you listening? Yeah. Please, one day. I, I wasn't necessarily going to mention this, but you mentioned his name. You're one of the people that had the fortune or misfortune to play against Maradona. I have here Wednesday, 15th March, 1989. Napoli beat U of A 3-0. Um, you're playing in a team with Pasquale Bruno, who I think ended up playing at Heart of Midlothian in Scotland. You have, I, you have, have, I need you say Pasquale Bruno and you say Maradona in the same sentence. I, I, need, to, I need to tell this one. Paint the picture. because I need yeah, to paint the picture. Quite different. Um, <laughs> we're playing at uh, Sao Paulo Stadium in Napoli. And... Um, 21 players waiting to go from the tunnel up. We are missing one, which obviously is Diego. He was the captain. He's coming, small guy. And uh, we come up, 80,000 people. And Pascale Bruno was playing with me in, uh, in Juventus, and he was going to mark Maradona. Um, he was very nervous, I remember. <laughs> no, the game starts, I think we played six minutes, six, seven minutes. At that time, Maradona received the ball in the middle of the pitch. I was just about 8-10 meters from, from him. Pasquale Bruno is coming. And his, with his left foot is on top of the ball. And Bruno is coming in with two feet, two feet tackle. In the last second, he just rolls the ball between the legs of, of Pasquale Bruno. And he gets around him. He is getting touched, so there's a free kick. At that time, I'm standing there and say, Bruno, come on, come on. I'm looking down at the, the boots of uh, uh, Diego, and he's still, he was still having then, I don't know what to Unlaced. Unlaced, yeah. He was playing with the laces open. Open. You're not, <laughs> not long, but they were, they were short, but they were open. <laughs> and we played seven minutes in a Serie A game with 80,000 people. <laughs> and I said, Diego, hey, <laughs> you shoot. Huh? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> and I was sitting, details, details. Small detail, incredible. Well, it's, it was just... Uh, it's not to talk about, because I don't want to go into that debate, uh, who was the best no. uh, player in the world no. uh, all time. Uh, Messi, him, or third one, because, again, we're living different in different uh, periods of time, and uh, I think it's not about 
it's not a competition because football we can talk about football for days and you can have your opinion I can have mine I think we have to listen and I think we have to just be happy that we have had the possibility to, to see these players and I'm I'm very grateful that I've been playing at the, at mm. in the same time as Maradona and I'm very also grateful that I've seen the last 10 years uh, uh, Messi and 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 Cristiano play and compete against each other with Real Madrid and and Barcelona on top of the world I think it's it's great uh, but so I don't want to go into that because then you have people older than me that say no no Pele Pele was something else and then you have olders from if you talk to people who are 80 years old in Madrid and say no no Di Stefano Di Stefano could play yeah. everything on the pitch Alex so, so why 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 is it's it's not a competition this no. one no no we have to find who is the best <laughs> no no we're talking about four players who have given so much to so many and, as and then we can go to the next level, and uh, and and I'm I'm always happy when I when I come to always in Denmark or I go to Spain and somebody just come to me and he's maybe my age or a little older and the only thing he says is give my hand and say thank you. I think that's incredible. It's 25 years, 23 years since I left football. It's 25 years since I left Spain. You know, so it's for me just to attention. Thank you. Just thank you. Nothing else. Not uh, can I have uh, five autographs. Just thank you. Well, this is part of what. And this is uh, what this we were is, doing today. This is great. I think. I'm uh, glad you said that. Because there are so many, there are so many players, so many people, also in other sports, have done so much. Sometimes, I think we live in. We live in a time right now with with everything has to be. The best or the worst, the the cheapest or the most expensive, the the the, the, the tallest or the smallest. Why, why can't things not just be great? Appreciate. Beauty. Why should we always make a competition that if I've just seen a great goal, is this the best goal ever? No. Why? It's just it's a great goal. Why why make it a competition that this has to be the greatest of all time? This is I I I don't understand this. Uh, if this, I think it's a little the the moment we, this this time we're living in the period that we have to find something. If it's good or bad, it has to be the best ever or the worst ever. Before the rest of this big interview, I'd like to tell you that our entire archive of audio and video content is now on our new YouTube channel. We've begun filming all of our interviews, and there are already loads of clips with guests, including Rio Ferdinand, Connor Cody, Brendan Rogers, and Jamie Carragher, plus full interviews for you to watch and to share. Please do share with friends. Go to YouTube and search Graham Hunter, or click on the link in the show notes to this episode and become a subscriber. I honestly think you'll enjoy it. Thanks. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, don't accuse me of having a deaf ear, but again, our sponsors, 365, ask us not who's the greatest rival you've ever faced, because that would be a stupid question, but... Right, it would be wrong right now. Right now. But okay, let, just... let me introduce the theme. What I, I was lucky to interview one time, Johan, in his house, when UEFA was celebrating 50 years of European football, and I said to him, who's your toughest rival? And he, Bertie votes. He said, Bertie, I would do this and that. I'd be gone. And you know how funny. He'd be like, yes. And he's there again at my... Uh- he, said, he told me once, he said that we, we were talking about the, the World Cup 74, where they, they, they played fantastic all the games. And he started so well because they got the penalty Germany and joined it all. But he said that with, with Bertie Fuchs, the problem was he was a small guy. So you could never... If you, if it's a, he said, if it's a big guy... I can I can feel him, but Betty Fox, you cannot feel him. And but you know he's somewhere there, but you don't know where. And that was oh, he's a. But it's the same now. You don't want to ask me who's been the toughest. But did you have a pesado somebody where the night before the game you got, and maybe you, I don't know if you had to play against Pasquale, but I mean, I played some, somebody where you go, oh God, no. it's this guy again. Now I have to tell, tell another story. That what's, what is happening when you get older, you remember <laughs> stories. But I played Pascale Bruno. Okay. I play Juventus, he's playing Torino. You know, that's a big game also. More for Torino than for, for Juve, but a big game. And I was standing there waiting, um, looking down at the ball. And suddenly I hear someone saying, I will break your leg. Ah, I don't know. I don't know who is, who is it and what. Hey. I will break your leg. And I'm looking up, and he's watching me. And I say, me? What have I done to you? Hey, I will... Because he thought, talking like that, well, the game starts, and I play a good game, and I get a one-on-one with him more than once, and, well, I think I had the... I won in in the end... uh, the confrontation and after he comes over to say Michael thank you for saying excuse me why did you say that stupid thing he says no you know they told me if I I could scare you with, with, with those maybe you would, wouldn't play so well but uh, no I didn't mean anything about it uh, but that was just that was Pasquale Bruno <laughs> ciao Pasquale ciao ciao as we wind down, listen, I said we had brilliant questions. I didn't mention everybody. Robert Ryan, thank you. We've talked about Johan Cruyff. Richard Pine, I remember when you were kind enough to let me come out to speak to you in Qatar. Yeah. And even then you were saying, I think after this job, I'm going to take a little break and work out if I want to coach again. Richard just asks straight, uh, Michael was fabulous as a manager and a player. Would he ever consider managing England again? 
And Richard said it would be a dream to see him at Watford at some point. I love the style of football his teams play. Um, Have you got a clear idea on the life of your coaching? I said when, when, now it's three years ago, Mm -hmm. I said I would take a a leave, um, undefined uh, leave. And every time I've received an offer in this period, I, I put on... The positive, negative part, and still, I I reached the, the the conclusion that my life. I mean, my I'm very pleased with my life. You know, um, in these last three, four years, I had three grandchildren. I'm living in Denmark. They are all living in in Denmark as well, and they're just moments. They will they will not come back, and I, and I think well. A lot of people then tell me, yeah, but Michael, you're still young. You're only 57. Yeah, you can, you can stop when you... Yeah, but you never know. And then I continue. Why? Two more years? And then after two years, I will, it will be exactly the same. You will ask, ah, just two more years. Two mm-hmm. more years, two more years. I remember, and I, I, when people ask me this, I always come back to the conversation I had some years ago. I was in, um, in Cannes with my wife, and we had to play... Uh, a charity game for uh, Luis Fernandez and Luis Aragonés, uh, Atletico uh, coach and uh, Spanish uh, coach who won the um, European Championship 2008, uh, was there. And we were talking. At that time, I think he was 71. And um, I'm talking, said, uh, can I ask a thing? How, how many years have you been uh, a coach? And I said, well, I've been for almost 37 years. I stopped as a player at 34, I had six months, and then I started. and said, during those 37 years, how, what has been your largest period of, of absence where you... And he was thinking again, and he said, I think three or four months. So you've gone from one job, stopped four months, five, three months, then back. He said, what's, what's the future? I think... He, at that time, he, he had been a national team coach for some years and said, well, maybe one more job as a national team coach. I don't know where. And then uh, I will stop being with my family, with my wife, with children, grandchildren, and all that. Yeah, that's fine. One and a half year later, I read in the papers, Luis Aragonés died, 72, 73 years yes. old. I don't remember. And I was just thinking... You have to be careful not to think that, okay, I will work until here, and then from here I will live that kind of, another kind of life. Because you never know when when your time is up. Uh, It can be, we lived, we're 90, but you never know. And I always remember that conversation I had with him and his wife, and my wife at the time. And then, so you have to, uh, you have to, live all the kinds of life you want to and I mean I'm from since I was 18 I, I left I, I went to Italy when I was 19 I came back when I was 34 I had two years living in Denmark and then I became uh, a coach first in Denmark couple of t- second coach national team Bromby Spain and all that and and now we're here and, and I think so you, you have to be very 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 careful not always to push forward and say well, uh, I can do a little more because at that age, I will do something else. Yeah. 
because you never know what will happen at that age. But Luis also was an addict in a good way, and he was addicted to yeah. the industry, to the smell of the football, to the smell of the grass. He was an addict also to the good and bad with the players, the good no, and bad. But I also, I, I you're ad- not like that. You're no, not. No, but I, I admit that when you're in 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 football. When you when, then when you're out, you're missing something. If you ask me now, you're missing something. Yes, of course I am. I'm missing daily contact with the players to see a team developed, to see to together uh, with a lot of players, with staff, with a, a club, a press, whatever, to make a competitive team, to reach, to win a trophy like like was once all with Bromby or some, um, which is special. But again, there's also a price that you are there. You're thinking football the whole time. We're sitting here now. In in eight hours, I have to commentate on a Champions League game. But I'm sitting here. And, and after, I will go and, and eat some lunch. I will come back. I will prepare for the game. I will do the game. And then after, I will go home. I don't have a... I, I'm not sitting here thinking from... Nine o'clock in this morning to nine o'clock in the evening, oof, and what I'm doing if I'm Barca coach, oh, with Lewandowski and with this one, blah, 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 you know? And then tomorrow I have to think about the next game. What happens tonight? Yes, already tomorrow I have to think about the next game in the weekend. It's game after game after game. This is, this is a tough world. It's very exciting, but it's also very tough. And if you look at some coaches, some more than others, you can see <laughs> when they come in day one and after five or and after after ten years, Without, it's it's not just words. Then you say, okay, five years as a manager in football is like it's like fifteen in another. Without know? being rude, we saw that difference in Pep in three years. Yeah, in so three years. it's exciting. It gives you a lot, but it also takes a lot. I'm going to close with a present to a friend, also a social Ian Arnott, a fanatic about Mallorca. And Ian says, hola amigos, my question for Michael is regarding his time in Mallorca. Michael's instrumental in saving the club from relegation. And I've always wondered if he believed he really could have made a mark there if the club hadn't been excluded from the Europa League thanks to their financial situation. And if Sarah Ferrer hadn't done what he did with Eric Larson. Ian, he's a Scottish guy, but and he's been a supporter of this forever. He really loves Mallorca. It was, it was it was a very difficult moment, you know, a difficult moment. No money, no money at all. Uh, I remember that uh, the squad. Uh, I mean, we had of the twenty-four players in the squad. I think there was twelve who never played one minute in the in the first division, and uh, a lot of players that the best players they had to leave because get some money in. Um, it was a very difficult moment. Um, you can also see that. In these years, Mallorca, we saved Mallorca that year, and it was incredible because I, th- I think that it has never been so expensive to be saved. I think we were 44 points. I mean, we were just one point of uh, relegating. Because it was incredible. But if you see that uh, since then, Mallorca, I think they also even one or two seasons they were down in the in the third, in second segunda B, which is the the third. Uh, category in 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 in, in Spain. Uh, now they are back at the highest level in in La Liga, and I'm very pleased uh, with that. Um, and I hope because it's it's important also for for the island to have uh, to have a football team there. My last one, Michael, is you're an an open-minded, intelligent man who who thinks about world things. You've been a businessman since you stopped, um, or since you stopped being a player. 
I wonder what the ball, a football, means to you. And, and um, I don't know if you're religious, but you were made to be a footballer. Let's say the gift had come and you'd have been a brilliant businessman, maybe, or a rock star or an actor. Would you change? You, because you made it, me think of this because you said, I'm, at this age, I'm, I'm happy with my life. There are very few people say that out loud. Mm. There are very few people who are happy with their life yeah. at 57 and content with what they've yeah. achieved. You are and you've said it. Yeah. If you could have been touched by a wand and changed for one of those other things, or was the ball just about the best friend that you could have been born yes, with? Yes, because it's... Maybe a, if you talk to a musician or... or they will say the same as I'm saying now. It starts football is, is like it's like a circle. You start when you are young, at least when I was six, uh, six, seven years old, to play with your friends somewhere where you could, um, on the street or uh, where it was. There was no internet. There was no uh, um, game, esports, all that did not exist at that time. So when you had time, you go out. Then if you're good. You get to a higher level. If you are very good, you, you're going to you get as a professional, and you play as a professional. Maybe you can go on national team. You can win even maybe win trophies. You get old. You have to stop. You get back. You continue playing. It's like the circle who who, who closes. Maybe a musician will say the same. Yeah, I started on my guitar uh, when I was uh, seven, and suddenly I was very good at it. I came into a band. We get famous. We got money. But you don't do that anymore. Um, it's a little the same. But but I'm I'm very happy. And if I have to close this uh, interview with with football or with players, I have to say I'm I'm a little concerned for the players uh, for the future. I see that there's a lot of things in football, but it's more and more games. We're talking in the beginning of this interview that in the 70s. Even in the start eighties, we did not. There was not a lot of football in television. I mean, some some special games, uh, national team, uh, World Cups, European Championships, some finals, uh, FA Cup finals, or, or, or maybe one daily, uh, one weekly uh, game. Now you see game every day, but also the number of games for 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 players and even the best players. Yes, they they got they earn a lot a lot of money, but. Every time we put more games on, we're squeezing, we're squeezing, them. we're squeezing, and and, uh, and I think, and it's too much. You cannot play if you have to play every three days. I I know they are physically uh, well prepared, be- better of course than than twenty or thirty years ago. But but even so, there's a limit, and I I think we are reaching this uh, that limit uh, now uh, very very fast. Maybe we already passed the uh, the line now. We have to. We have to remember one thing. Fans, money, sponsors, presidents, journalists, it's all a part of football. But the most important thing are the players. Because if you don't have players, the rest doesn't mean anything. You need to have the players. And we cannot just squeeze and squeeze and squeeze. We have to think about the players. A voice of sanity, because we're still close, even though you've opened a big subject. It makes me unhappy that we see players playing through more injuries than ever before they don't get time to relax because the creativity needs you have to switch off and then don't come with that and say ah they they earn a lot of money they have to be prevented no no that has nothing to do because the the body has a limit 
and you cannot undermine. You cannot. I mean, I read the other day here some South American players. They came from the qualification games with the national team. They arrive here. Uh, after I don't know how many hours with jet lag and everything, they can just uh, sleep a few hours, they go out and, and play a game. You can do that one time or two. Them. You cannot uh, continuously. Yet. Now we're only in the beginning of the season, but you reach a certain point, you get you get injuries and you get more and more injuries and, and, and longer and longer. And There's then, not so, a so then you need more players. Then you say, now we have more games, so there will be more money. Yeah, but... You have also to have more players. What would be the next? We have, uh, instead of 24 players in the squad, we have to have 42 like in uh, uh, American football or something. I, I don't know. Guys, you played against, like today, Batistuta finds it hard to walk because of his ankles. Van Basten's knee uh, ruined him. There's no direct correlation between, let's say, stress because we don't quite know what happened to Christian Eriksen to cause him to be near death. But when players were having their, their ankles and knees smashed... We changed the rules to say protect them. Yeah. Now I that's a good thing. You, you, I think the players are more pro- offensive players are more protected on the pitch right now. But it's now. time to do the equivalent for protecting maybe their mental well-being, their physical physical well-being, rather than say dance for us again. Now dance for us again. Now dance for us again. Treat them like human beings. Stop squeezing. Yeah. Stop asking for a World Cup every two years. Stop saying more games. Yeah. It, it's time to, it somebody listened. Now uh, we, hear, we hear something new about more World Cups, more champion, uh, European Championship, more games in the Champions League, more games everywhere. And, and I mean, it's, we are squeezing and squeezing. And, and, and we see... A lot, too many, I think, uh, injuries and uh, uh, injuries because because of that. Elegantly said, uh, Michael. I, I'm going to make you unhappy again, like I did at the beginning, because I have to pass praise. Off camera, I started by saying we 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 do this because we're romantics. We still find football inspirational, beautiful. Um, it's people, the stories. Get rid of the polemic. Get rid of the headlines. Listen to the people. Watch them play. And remember the good times. You've done all of that today. It was generous. It was fun. And you've made me a happy man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Big Interview. It's produced by me, which sounds egotistical, but it's also true. Graham Hunter and Backpage. Our music is by Beer Jacket. Who else? Editing by Charlie McGarry. Thank you to our hosts at Acast and our loyal sponsors at Bet365. We're also supported by our socios. Find out how to become a socio, how to support us at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. Here endeth the lesson. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.